Two men in a six-pack starts in three, two, one. Welcome, two men and a six-pack listeners, to episode 33. Uh, we're going to be limited in the next couple of weeks to the number of guests we can have because Bobby just sat down and broke the damn chair at the kitchen table. <laughs> but we'll go on Luckily with my leg, not my weight. Okay, lo- okay good. So hope, hope everybody had a good Thanksgiving. Uh, thanks, Swim Peaks, for the awesome food that they provided to us. we got a good little crowd over here m- milling around in the background that we'll probably call in. Uh, to the mics to uh, to to do some commentating. Trevor's uh, sitting out tonight, taking a nap upstairs. I think actually, Bobby's filling in for him. And then of course we have the legend, the man, the myth, the legend, the only person in this house that has a field named after him. <laughs> Phil Pageant is uh, is here tonight. So Phil, welcome. Thank you. Does Thank that you. give me special? Can I get in free Friday night if I go watch Southwest play? You think? I, I can get you in. You can get me in? Yeah. Throw my name around there. Throw my name that, around That That is seven bucks, so you can get me in? <laughs> That's right. Okay, cool. Good deal. All right, let's move on. First, birthdays. 1940, Joe Gibbs, Washington Redskins football coach, 1981 to 1982. Then they brought his ass back, 2004 to 2007. Yep. When it's, and he So he came back. He was inducted to the Hall of Fame in 1996. So he came back as a as a coach back in, in 2004. Career record, 181 and 108. <laughs> Mathematically, Bobby, what is that? Because I know you're really good at winning percentages. At, at percentages. Maybe about 60%. Okay, is that three Super Bowl titles. So with a 60%, 60% winning percentage, does that – I mean, if he didn't win three Super Bowl titles, do you think he'd be in the Hall of Fame? I don't think so. Yeah, I, I believe he's in the Hall of Fame for racing too. I don't know that. He's got but, a Joe Gibbs Racing But team. thank you for that great lead-in because after he retired the first time, he started Joe Gibbs Racing. And as Joe Gibbs Racing, he has four NASCAR Series championships. Tony Stewart has driven for him. Yep. Joey Logano. Kyle Busch currently drives for him. And then he had some dude named Suarez that I'd actually, honestly, this is not trying to – I didn't know Hispanics drove race cars. But, okay, but, but they do. All right, moving on. 1965, Chris Carter – was born in 1965, NFL wide receiver, Eagles, Vikings, Dolphins, and he went to where? The Ohio State University. 2013 Hall of Fame inductee. He tried for six times, or six times. It took him six times, but he finally got inducted to the Hall of Fame after six times. Can't. And after he retired, he started doing gigs on TV. Can't really hold a permanent gig on television. HBO Inside the NFL. Various ESPN football shows, and currently he is on Fox Sports 1's First Things First, which unless you watch Colin Cowherd, you do not watch First Things First because it comes on right before, I think, that. Anyway, 1976, born this day, Donovan McNabb, NFL quarterback. Eagles, great quarterback. Short stint with the Vikes. He was the second overall pick in 1999 out of of where? Syracuse. Syracuse, Two, two sports star, played two years of basketball. At Syracuse as well. I did not know there was overtime would end in. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, in overtime. Yeah, lack of knowledge. Eight playoff appearances, five NFC division titles. Th- this is pretty impressive. Eight playoff appearances, five NFC division titles, five, each. So evidently, I'm not. I'm equating this. Five NFC championship games, mm-hmm. but he was one in four in the NFC championship game because they only made one Super Bowl, and that Super Bowl they got beat by. Just take a wild guess out of AFC. Probably the Patriots. Patriots. You figured it would be the Patriots, Patriots or the Steelers. Patriots. Yep. Yeah, Patriots. Uh, he is the Eagles' all-time leader in pass attempts, pass completions, pass yardage, and passing TDs. <clears throat> the only other quarterback they really had was Randall Cunningham and then, like, Norm Van Brocklin or something like that. Oh. You remember him? Yes. Yeah. You watched him play, when didn't you, growing up? I didn't watch him play, but I um, saw highlights. You of saw it. highlights. Of yeah. Black we, and white film? We only had an AM – AM radio in our house, but I knew he was on it. I heard him. I couldn't have FM there. So. <laughs> yeah, Good the FM. Couldn't have FM. 1971, actress Christina Applegate, a.k.a. Kelly Bundy. Were you alive when yes. Married with Children? Yeah, Kelly Bundy from Married with Children. Movie credits include best movie she ever made, probably Anchorman, The Legend of Ron Burgundy. She was Veronica Corningstone. 
Will Ferrell's love interest, Ron Burgundy's yes. love interest. Vacation, which was a pretty good movie. Hall Pass and The Sweetest Thing. So, anyway, moving on. We're going to talk about high school state playoff football. So, survive and advance is what is happening. Jacksonville, 56-28, winners over Western Alamance Warriors. We have someone here that was on the sidelines and and witnessed it firsthand. We're going to get your take on on the game in a minute. Uh, Kajir Finster ended the night with four TDs. Was I'm assuming he was a stud that uh, stud stud that night. Obviously with four TDs. One of them for sure. One of them. You're all. You, I mean, your backfield were studs, right? Everybody, the whole backfield was getting it. Let me ask you this: Yes or no? Is your backfield playing better this year than they were last year? Yeah, well, our quarterback, that extra year experience has given him a, a Okay, do, do I need to make this a rapid-fire question? Yes or no, is your is your backfield playing better this year than last year? Yes. 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 Okay. Who was last year – who was this year's running back coach? No, 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 no. We're not going there. We're not going – that's we're not, not it. You were, the, you were this year's no, running back no. Last year you were wide receivers coach, and this year you're running back coach, right? Right. But we've got a lot of running backs returning and quarterback. Yeah. <laughs> I've worked hard, I thought but you, we got – I thought you threw some of the – I appreciate you. Back, I, thought you I, thought you yeah, flew, yeah. I thought you put some of the field magic on it. Well, and there's no magic there, but the hard work is what those kids are doing. Okay. And, and um, Berg's our offense coordinator, and he's done a great job. Graham Brinker had two TDs, 25-yard run, 58-yard run. Yeah, He's a a stud, isn't he? He works his butt off. He is is a stud, yes. He is a stud. Cardinals 9-1 will now host Eastern Alamance on Friday. Eastern Alamance upset the the number two seed, Southern Nash. Uh, What's Southern Nash? They have Firebirds. Firebirds. Thank you for that. Southern Nash Firebirds. Uh, they beat them 50 – I thought it was 57-56. I think you said 56-55. But anyway, it was yeah. a bunch of points scored. So, with that said, I got a little comment from Bo. So, uh, everybody stay tuned and listen to this real quick. All, wait a minute. Technical difficulties. Retake. Here we go. Ready? Technical difficulties. We are not recutting because I was fixing to play Charlie. Yeah, we, we are excited to, uh, to advance through the third round of the playoffs, man. Again, that's Charlie, folks. We we screwed up, but we're going to get it right now. Uh, actually, that wasn't Charlie. That was Bo. It was not. That's Char- that's Bo. Listen. Okay. That's Charlie. Hey, listen, this is Bo. Um, we got no, Eastern Alamance. No, they got a really good offense. They're putting up a lot of points. <clears throat> they throw the ball exceptionally well. Their line does a good job of blocking and giving them time. They got four different receivers that are really good and can catch catch the ball extremely well. You can stretch you vertically and horizontally. So they're a very good offense. They're averaging 44 points a game on offense. So they, they put up some points this year. Defensively, they, uh, they're a 4-3 team. They, they played in tough conference, came in second or third in their conference. Um, they beat an undefeated Southern Nash team on Friday, 57-56. So it's going to take a big challenge for us to get out, be prepared, and be ready to put, take on the Eagles. Um, with that being said, love to see everybody in the Jacksonville Stadium on Friday night. Thanks. Have a good one. <laughs> so that was Bo Williams for confirmation. Sorry for the technical difficulties there. And as anyone knows that listens to this show, we, we won't be cutting that or, or editing that. My screw-up will be my screw-up, and you will get to listen to my screw-up. So talk to me about Friday night's game, Coach. Well, I mean, Coach summed it up real well. Uh, obviously, the kids are excited. You know, that was a big win to beat Western Alamance after last year. They knocked us out of the playoffs and go to their place and get them this time. So uh, I really – I think a lot of people will come out in the ball game. I'm hoping a lot of former Cardinal football players show up too. You know, that uh, to me it's – Opportunity third round of playoffs, you don't get to host that very often, and uh, uh, it should be a big night for football. Weather's supposed to be great. So you're excited. You dang on right, I'm excited for these kids. We got a great group of seniors. Not that the juniors and sophomores and so forth aren't are great kids, but that senior class is a special class, and they deserve to, to uh, they deserve to go deep in the playoffs. So I'm real excited for them. So Eastern Alamance scoring like they did, Jacksonville scoring like they did. Are you expecting a shootout? Well, I think we can score some points on them, but um, obviously, you know, I think our defense is going to slow them down. I, I don't, I t- offense like that, you don't ever stop, you know, but you slow it down. And if you can slow it down in the playoffs, 
you're usually in pretty good shape if your offense is scoring pretty good. So it's been a great – and I really thought last Friday night was kind of – you know, we're kind of coming all together. I, I just think that, uh, you know, we're going to make enough stops on defense and the offense is going to score enough that we're going to have a great chance to win. So over under 70. Well, I was going to say, so they scored 57, Jacksonville scored 58. So I'm going with the over and under, similar to what the Oklahoma-West Virginia game was, about 85. Okay. No, I don't, yeah, I don't know that it'll that it'll be that high. But anyway. Let's set it at 70. Let's set, Let's set it at 70. 70. Let's set it at 70. Over. For those that listen and y'all want to make some play some bets on it, Call Bobby Mills. He'll take <laughs> he'll take your bets on over and under, uh, and we'll have somebody backing him, probably his dad. So that'll be a good thing. Now, moving on, Southwest Stallions, they came out fast and furious uh, in Tabor City and jumped out to a 21-0 halftime lead on the South, on the South Columbus Stallions, and they held them off uh, in the second half. They uh, South Columbus – Rallied and scored 20 straight points, cut it to 21-20. But then Zach Dugan, with a minute 29 left, scored it uh, from, I think it was like six yards out, um, which gave him his second touchdown of the night. And also scored a two-point conversion, 29-20. Stallions, 11-2, sets up a rematch for the regular season. Bulldogs, Walsh Rose Hill, at Phil Pageant Field, at Southern Touch Stadium. Friday night, Stallions beat the Bulldogs earlier this season, 29-20 to at Wallace. Now, let's get some uh, thoughts from uh, Charlie Dempsey. Here we go. And this will be Charlie Dempsey. <coughs> yeah, we, we are excited to uh, to advance through the third round of playoffs, man, for the second year in a row. Um, and not just that, but for our seniors – to earn another home game, uh, man, this is a, another opportunity. We're sure if they're going to have another home game, you know, with the way the practice we're looking, but um, things fell in place, and, and uh, you know, our seniors can get the win that we got last week, uh, and to be able to uh, be where we're at in the third round, and have the opportunity to be home once again, and um, and of course against a familiar foe that, that we've had, man, this is our fourth time facing these guys in two years. Um, obviously, we battled them last year two times and lost to them in the East Regional. Uh, championship, um, and then uh, you know we played them second game of the year, and you know had another battle where we pulled it out, you know twenty nine to twenty. So um, you know, man, it's going to be a great Friday night. It's going to be a great, great football atmosphere against two traditional powerhouses. Wouldn't wouldn't have it any other way, man. I'd rather be playing these guys than a team that you know traveled from Raleigh or something that we've never played before. Um, it, it's just going to be a great you know football atmosphere the way it should be on Eastern in Eastern North Carolina on a Friday night. But, uh, you know, I think our biggest challenge this week, man, is I'm really pushing to the kids is, you know, we, we can't look at, hey, we've already beat these guys once. Um, you know, it's a new game. It's a fresh game. We've got to prepare for these guys like we've never played them because, quite frankly, it's a different team. Uh, we're a different team. They're a different team from what we played them in week two. And uh, we've got to stay hungry. Because um, if, we, if we let them outwork us this week and um, if we let them uh, come in here with the idea that they're going to avenge the, the balls from early in the season, then, you know, a team like that has got a chip on their shoulder. They can be dangerous. And, um, you know, we, we've got to get across to the kids, hey, we're the ones with the chip on our shoulder because um, we're avenging the, you know, you're not just out of the East Regional, you know, championship last year. And, and uh, you know, we're one step away from that again. And, um, <clears throat> you know, so it's really the biggest thing we got to put across to these kids is, you know, anytime you try to tell a 15, 16, 17-year-old kid, man, that, you know, uh, they've already beat a team, sometimes they get complacent. And that's our biggest thing is we've got to put a great work week in and, and get after it and, you know, minimize our mistakes and, and uh, go play hard. And, and I think we're going to be okay. But excited for the opportunity. Glad to be here. And I know kids are pumped up. It's going to be a great Friday night. That was Charlie Dempsey. Obviously, like his mentor, um, Charlie doesn't understand what a 30-second clip is. That was a two-minute, 21 dissertation. But, Charlie, I really do appreciate that, buddy. I really do because you are the man. Anytime I call you, you you respond, and uh, I appreciate it. Coach, let's talk about Southwest Walsh Rose Hill. How hard is it to beat a team twice in one year? It, it is tough to beat a team twice in one year. But with that being said, I think Southwest, because they, they um, you know, felt like they didn't play that well that night, that they feel like they can play a lot better, that they're going to be in pretty good shape. And um, and what Southwest does, you know, run right at you. Even if you're prepared for it, it's hard to stop when those linemen are 280 across the front, your running backs are big and all that. So 
I think Wallace Rosehill's going to have their hands full. I mean, obviously, Wallace Rosehill's going to be able to score some, too, I imagine. But that's going to be a tough road to hoe, as they say. Uh, I think Southwest is is definitely the favorite, and at home. And um, I mean, how, I, how, how big of an advantage is that being at home? You think during this time? Well, of year? Mr. Joe Williams used to tell me it was worth one touchdown, one touchdown, and um, in a tough <clears throat> environment, it can be worth a little bit more. But I think that's true. I think one touchdown at home. So, so you're saying being home in a, in a high school type environment is worth six six points. We're not going to count the field goal or the extra six point. point. Six points, because traditionally think- in college and NFL, the typical home team, unless it's a a unique circumstance, it's worth three points traditionally. Three, four points maybe. But you're saying in a, in a high school environment, it's, uh, it's, well, it's worth a touch. Most teams. Yeah. Now, you take a Havelock, I don't think they care if they're home or away. There's yeah. something. Yeah. In Southwest, when I was fortunate to coach them years ago, we didn't care if we were home or away. Yeah. But some teams, it does affect them. Right, and some so teams most, travel well. You yeah, know, some teams are, Southwest had such a long history of success. Right. Y'all created great travel. So, do you think with six points, but do you think with it, with it having the name – Phil Padgett field on it that that gives you another two or three extra points. That's a plus three. That's a plus three. So really, they're about a plus <laughs> nine because last time because it was twenty nine to twenty last yeah. time, right? Yeah, they're so a plus they're, nine a, at home. they're a plus nine at home, basically. Well, well, first of all, those kids probably don't know who I am. They're there, and the sign's not up. I don't think so. They're not even knows my field to start with. So there's two things, but. Um, uh, you know, you play Wallace Hill, you know, you can play in teams that have been there and done that. Of course, they lost a great senior class last year. Um, with that being said, <clears throat> they're going to be tough in the future. But I think it's going to be a great ball game. But I, I definitely give the edge to Southwest. Let's let's talk about – I want to kind of not shift gears a little bit and stop talking about the teams. But I want to talk about some players. Um, and, and we'll focus – and I know there's a lot of really good players in, in Nazo County. But let's focus on Southwest and Jacksonville because they're still playing. Okay. So, we know we got the big kid from Southwest – that's going. That's committed to go to Oklahoma. Right. I think on the defensive side of the ball, is that correct? He, he's committed for the defense. He plays both sides. Yeah, yes. but he so he will could he will definitely help Oklahoma's defense at some point in time. He can't hurt it. We can't. can't <laughs> yeah, definitely cannot hurt their defense. Okay. Talk to me about some of the other kids. You got you know you talked about it. Three dynamic kids in the backfield. <laughs> South Southwest has got some some players. Talk to me about some of these other players. I mean, not just, not just, you know, not just those, but some somebody, you know, some some of these kids, and potentially where they could potentially grade out small D one, D one, D two. Just just kind of touch touch well, on that a little bit. Well, I mean, at Jacksonville, we we have been blessed to have some great kids. Unfortunately, they probably don't have the height or maybe the bottom speed and all that to play college football at a D1. And I'm and um and it, and that's what a lot of people don't understand. It's not just because you can in high school you're a great running back. If you're a 5-9 kid that weighs 170 pounds and you're running a 4-5-5-40, well, there's a thousand of those out there. Yeah. And it's just how it is. And so you have to decide well what, what am I willing to do? Am I willing to go to division 2 or division 3? And I've always said if you love football, there's a place for everybody. Oh, yeah. There's a place for everybody. If you love football, there's somewhere that you can play college football at. <clears throat> and that's what most kids around here have to decide. You know, what's it? About 1% go to college and play. So, one out of 100 get D1 scholarships. That's about what the percentage is. So, with that being said, <clears throat> we have some – in our backfield, and I don't know them, they're great. We've got great running backs. We've got a quarterback can throw it and run it. We've got some receivers that can catch it. We've got a couple big linemen. Not as many as you always wish, but you know we got a couple in defense. We've got several kids that are that are on the bubble, but unfortunately, and without giving a name, you know, got a, one that's probably our best defensive player, six foot. You know, so that puts them on the bubble oh, yeah. with any position except probably cornerback. And so you know that that's the big thing. Pro- and he's probably a linebacker. I don't right. know that. You're, well, right with the one I'm talking about, that's a linebacker. And I've got a defensive tackle that's and, great, but he's he's and unless you're six, and a play linebacker, unless you're six three. It's tough. It's just tough. tough. Now, Southwest, on the other hand, they've got more of these kids that are 6'2", 6'4", range that obviously, you know, you have two or three of those. And they're a little running back. He's a very good running back, the Jordan kid. But, again, you know, he's – I think he's around 5'9", 170 pounds. I mean, you know, there's a dime a dozen there. And that's not a criticism of him. He's a great high school running back. But – it's just there's the way the game right, is. Right, that's right. You, you, there's a lot of great high school running backs that can never play college football yeah. at a D1. But there's a place for a kid like that if he wants to go play. It might be Division three. Pay, pay to play. Yeah, I had, a, call, I had a, one, of my, one of my great running backs uh, went to um, 
Greensboro College and played. Had a great career there. It was perfect for him. He got to play. He loved it so much. He got to play four years of college football. And he wasn't a Division One. And he had a great career there. Okay. We had another one went to Bavar a few years ago. That was perfect for him. If you're eat up with playing football and you'd rather do that than anything else. And, and be a college student. And, then, and be a college right. student. Or right. get a job. Then go get a job, yeah. And who wouldn't want to go to college and play football besides work right. or join the military? I mean, that's admirable. Joining the military is awesome, but there's just a lot of kids that want to kind of put off the reality of life as long as they can. Right. Why not go somewhere and play football? And um, but, but let me tell you this. Make sure you love it because there is a difference. If you don't love it, college football is a grind. That's yeah, a if grind. you don't go up there, if you don't, if you're kind of wishy-washy and you, <laughs> you don't, don't love it, you're right. That's exactly. You got to be obsessed with it. That's right. Not not passionate. Passion kind of comes and goes. You got to be obsessed. Right. Because if you're not, (laughs) you end up uh, coming back home. (laughs) All right. Well, let's move on. College football. But before we talk about college football, I want to just mention one thing thing to y'all. This this doesn't make very for very good uh, podcast audio podcast video. This will be better for a video podcast. But my memories today came up on Facebook. Did it come up on your mine, memory mine too? Well. So you know exactly what I'm getting ready to say, don't you? Yeah. Bob, so today on my memory, one year ago today, guess what was one year ago today, Bob? <laughs> the know. NC State Carolina football game <clears throat> in Raleigh. Okay. And on Sunday? Well, it was the date. Yeah. So anyway, I took a picture, and of course, a valiant effort by the Wolfpack Flip Cup team took the big L today. <laughs> Flip Cup team. For the record, they do teach relevant classes that are attended at Carolina. That's what That was my quote. So I took a picture of four of my really good friends, and I posted on my Facebook page of Bobby Mills, Neil Thompson, his dad, Bob Mills, and then my buddy Roe, whose name is Justin. <laughs> for those, and you hear a bunch of laughter in the background. For those of you that do not know, Justin was Bobby's roommate for how many years? We never lived together. We're just good friends in college. Okay. So anyway, this is just one of, this is Bobby's buddy Roe, Justin. Um, and needless to say, I had maybe met Justin one time previously before this day. Hey, but you would have thought that me and Justin were just the best damn buddies in the world. Um, so I want to shout out to Justin and say, Justin, man, it was a year ago today that I really came to hate you. Um, you, 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 ch- you challenged me to flip cup. You wanted me. You wanted to play me in an individual flip cup game for a hundred bucks when you were legitimately the worst flip cup player, male or female, at. The tailgate. Oh, Lisa Thompson was Lisa twenty Thompson. times better. Lisa Thompson, Neil's wife, was a probably the best. Player. She was she was a billion times better than you, yeah. Justin. And, you know, and what really upsets me is you you know you made all that money, but you still live in Fuquay. What the hell? I mean, what's up with that man? I mean, you can't live in Raleigh or Cary. You live in Fuquay. All right, let's move on. I've said enough about my buddy Justin. Anyway, all right. He's picking on you. I'm picking on you, Justin, buddy. I love you. Not really, but I love you. Okay. College football news. Big news on the coaching front across the country. We'll just title this first one, Fedora Out the Dora. (laughs) UNC this morning relieved Larry Fedora of his coaching duties in Chapel Hill after going 2-9 this year, 3-9 last year. Six years at UNC, Fedora went 45-43, and so he did have just slightly above a 50% winning percentage. He did, though, go 28-28 and in conference, which included a 1-and-whatever they went this year, 1-9, I think, or how many games they had, 1-8. Uh, 2015 was his best year. Obviously, playing with some Butch Davis talent, went went 11 and three, lost to Clemson in the ACC championship game. Um, I just well, I'll get to my stud and dud later on and give you a little bit more about that. So, who's next in Blue Heaven? Is Mac Brown returning? Talk about it, coach. That's that's the rumor. And then I've got some, you know, I've got a little info I, about that. I hope he does. I I, I always respected from Coach Brown. And um, I was a young head coach uh, when he, he took the helms at, at Carolina. And uh, I sent my first uh, college player to um, that coach Brown. Marcus? Yeah, no, no, Troy Brown. Troy, Troy Barnett. Troy, Troy Barnett. Okay, okay, so Troy was before Marcus. Yeah, Troy was okay. before Marcus. And, and he went, and, of course, he walked on. He ended up getting a scholarship yeah. and had a great career, long story short. But i tell you what, there's one thing I, I always remember about Mac Brown. I, 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 Mac Brown can remember your name, meet you one time, see you a year later, remember your name. He's the best recruiter I've ever been around. He will turn that program around, I guarantee it. If he doesn't do it, he doesn't do it. But if he takes that job, better beware. In three years, 
How old, how old is Mac Brown now? I think he's seventy one. He's got yeah, he's old man. I mean he's I mean, which is fine. I mean there's nothing wrong with being old. I mean, do you think the game I mean, can I did, pass you by though at times? I mean that'd be my concern. Well, I did hear that they were gonna have to start having practice at two at two PM because he had to be to be to dinner at four for the for the geriatrics for, for the AARP special for dinner. No, but, no. no, but the head, listen, this is what happens with a head coach nowadays in college. You hire a great staff, yeah. which, you oversee it. Which thanks you thank you for that great lead in. So the rumor that we that I have heard uh, it was on today, was that um, he was going to try to bring Gene Chizik back out from Auburn, who Gene Chizik resigned to uh, move to stay with his family you know, near Auburn. Uh, he was going to bring him – try to bring him in as defensive coordinator, and then he was going to try to bring recently fired Cliff Kingsbury in as, a, as an offensive coordinator from Texas Tech. Texas Tech averaged about 98 points a game this year. But they gave up ninety nine. So um, anyway, so so that would be what 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 you're saying there is, come in, manage it, be a good be a be a good manager, surround yourself with good coordinators, and go and go from there. Yeah, and, and get guys who can recruit. Keep Tommy Thigpen. My gosh, he's the best recruiter in the nation as assistant coach. You you look. Good coaching is no doubt about it. We've seen that with Wake Forest and Duke. What it can do. Oh, yeah. But let me tell you something. If you don't have the studs. It's twice as hard. Yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah, Alabama's got the best players. Right, right. They got the best <laughs> players, and they might have the best staff. So you bring in some great, good, strong, good football players, and you have a good staff. That's a pretty good combination for winning. Right. <laughs> also mentioned. Also, Bleacher Report also had a had an article today mentioning ten potential candidates that uh, they thought that might draw some interest. A couple of these have Carolina ties. Blake Anderson, who is a head coach at Arkansas State, he was a former Fedora assistant. Neil Brown at Troy, who's he's done a pretty good job at yeah. Troy. Matt Canada, who filled in at Maryland under the crazy circumstances that went in there. Ryan Day, the co-offensive co- co- coordinator at Ohio State, who filled in for that dude that's a criminal that I don't mention his name on this show because I can't stand him. Urban Meyer? Yeah, that's him. <laughs> uh, Tony, Elliott, Tony Elliott, co-offensive coordinator at Clemson. Seth Luttrell from North, North Texas, high, uh, head coach, also Carolina Ties. This one intrigues me. Chip Long, offensive coordinator of Notre Dame. He's 38 years old, and he's an offensive coordinator. Once, once Notre Dame changed change quarterbacks, Notre Dame offense has been pretty damn good this year. I still uh, think they're overrated. Well, they're going. we'll find out here shortly. Yeah. Uh, Mike Norvell from Memphis, who's playing in the American Championship game, I think, this Saturday, and who took over for uh, Fluentes that went to Virginia Tech. And then this one's interesting. Scott Satterfield, yeah. Appalachian State. Now, that's really interesting. Scott Satterfield, homegrown North Carolina boy, went to Appalachian State, left and cut his teeth at some other colleges, came back uh, as a coach, came back, I think, as offensive coordinator for Jerry Moore and then took over for him. Now, you know, he's done a hell of a job at, at Appalachian State. No question. In fact, he's the hot name right now for the Carolina job. I think he's – and, of course, I have no insight on it, but if Mac Brown's not the one, I think he's next in line. Well, we'll take – definitely take Boone's uh, – Boone's – Hey, which would only be fitting because you do know Mike Brown before coming to Carolina was actually at Tulane for for two or three years, but then he was at Appalachian State oh, yeah. pre- previously before that. Mike so, Brown Chevrolet, I think yeah. he's still up there. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so that's only fitting. So anyway, moving on. So that's stay tuned, folks. Uh, there's going to be some movement on the UNC coaching front. Uh, as mentioned above, Cliff Kingsbury fired by Texas Tech after six seasons. He finished the year five and seven, uh, which included the five-game losing streak. So at one time he was five and two, and then he started playing Texas and Oklahoma, and Oklahoma instead of playing Alcorn State and McNeese State and Tulane. Yeah. So then these this is interesting. Two folks that didn't get fired that are interesting. Southern Cal did not fire Clay Hilton. Clay Hilton coming off two 10-win seasons. He took over, obviously, for Steve, for Steve Sartesian, who had a little problem. Him and Steve, Steve and Jack Daniels uh, mixed mixed too well together <laughs> in his time at uh, USC, and he liked the co-eds there a little bit, I heard. Uh, but anyway, uh, Clay Hilton did not get fired. Lynn Swan confirmed that he was going to keep uh, Clay Hilton on again. USC had their first losing season this year, five and seven since 2000. He is 32 and 17 as their head coach. This one baffles me. I'm just going to be honest with you. Illinois. Does anybody know who the coach of Illinois is? First of all, no, I don't. Um, he has ties to the NFL. He used to be the Chicago Bears head coach. Yes, love Lovey, 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 Lovey Smith. Lovey, that's right. Lovey Smith. 
So not only did Lovey not get fired, but today the Illinois uh, Athletics extended his contract for two more years to 2023. My question is why? Smith is nine and twenty-seven overall since not, since 2016, including being four and twenty-three in the Big Ten. He finished he finished this season four and eight and two and seven in a conference. So he's four and twenty-three overall in the Big Ten, and two of those wins came this year. I just need to know: Did the athletic department think that somebody was going to swoop in and take Lovey away from him if well, they didn't sign him? And if they did, would it have been that bad of a deal? Well, that's what um, they did with Fedora about five years ago. He went about well, was six off. and five, and bam, no. we give him a ten-year contract. No, the, the, year they, the year they extended him was when they went. They did it right before the ACC championship game when they went eleven and three. It was that year. Of course, he was playing again, playing with Butch, right. with Butch Davis's talent. Yeah. So anyway, all right, <laughs> crazy week to the regular season. Bama crushed in the Iron Bowl. Clemson crushed in the Palmetto Bowl. Notre Dame did struggle against Southern Cal. They were down down at halftime. Michigan got crushed yes. by that team that wears that scarlet and gray or whatever the hell, which we're not going to talk about. Uh, Georgia crushed, and Oklahoma survived. That was a crazy game. That that Oklahoma went. We gray and I were out of town. At at a my soccer match, yeah, dude, it was no, we weren't no, we were not out, we were out of town for Thanksgiving and a footy ball game and a footy ball game. Yes, shut up. We were out of town for Thanksgiving and we Gosh stayed up. Ball. We yeah. stayed up till midnight watching that game. I didn't think. I mean, we legitimately thought whoever had the ball last was gonna right. was gonna win. I anyway. mean, you saw that Chiefs game and the Rams game and thought that was gonna be the game of the week. Yeah, the the West Virginia Oklahoma game was like, well, it wasn't like Madden because it was college, yeah. but it was like the video game version. Of that. Yes. I mean, it was crazy. Tech Mobile. Yeah, Tech Mobile throwback. Uh, just outside the top ten, Carolina lost a tough one to State, obviously, in, in overtime. But I'm going to tell you this, and I'm not saying this because Carolina lost, but the refs suck. <laughs> a, a, a defensive pass interference is a defensive pass interference whether the guy catches the ball or not. Don't let the play get over. If a guy's being held, the guy's being held. Call it, call it as soon as it happens. Don't see if the guy catches the ball. Wait and see if he catches the ball. And if he drops it, then throw the damn flag. That happened like four times. It happened on the well. The check cleared. Yeah. No, I'm not complaining. I'm not gonna pull that that typical shit that East Carolina and State fans use on Carolina people slipping a hundred dollar bill. And I'll just say y'all get off y'all's ass and pay and pay to you know pay the refs. I'm just saying. Obviously, Carolina hadn't paid him enough this year. No, no. Last two years. I've never – listen, I've, I've, <laughs> I, have not, I have not complained about two and nine yet on the refs. But there was two or three plays that the state receiver just dropped the ball. The ball hit the ground. They were standing back up to walk back to the damn huddle, and then the ref throws a damn flag for pass interference. So, if he was getting held or if he was getting interfered with, I'm sure he was getting held or interfered with 10 seconds before that. It wasn't, you know, it wasn't all of a sudden, did he trip him when he was getting up to walk back to the hole or something? Anyway, I'm not talking about it anymore. ECU, they got hammered by Cincinnati. Cincinnati could have potentially scored a billion points against them. I mean, legitimately. The over, the over and under in that game was 52, and Cincinnati almost hit the over, the over by themselves. I think they scored 40. They scored 56. They did. Then they did because the over and under was 52. Yeah, they, they beat them. Okay, so they beat without – if East Carolina had stayed on the bus, which literally they did. They only scored six. So. Yeah, then Cincinnati would have covered the over and under by themselves. Duke, this one – I love this one. What the hell happened to Duke? Duke got pounded at home 59 to 7 by Wake Forest. That, that's a tough one to understand. I, I understand. No, it's not. Look- Duke sucks. They beat Duke. Carolina, but Duke sucks. <laughs> Go ahead. Explain it to me. Well, I mean, first of all, you're talking about, in my opinion, the two two of the best coaches in the ACC. Yeah, Davis, David Cutcliffe is a great coach. And, I, and, I, and I'll be honest and with you, I don't even know who the coach Clawson, is. Like Clawson. That's right, Clawson. That's and, right. And, and they do a great job. And I, and I really think. Uh, obviously, Wake Forest had to win that game to get a ball both, eligible. Both so there's more at stake for them. And you know what what happens sometimes? Another team's already got it wrapped up. They know they're not going anywhere special, and the other teams it, it means a lot more to them. Oh, yeah. And then all of a sudden, you get a couple up, and then you get on a roll, and then it's that snowball rolling downhill. Okay. I mean, Wake Forest beat NC State. So okay, well you 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 yeah. they're not with, a bad football team. <laughs> you know that. You go with that theory. I'm gonna go with theory that Duke sucks because they. Barely beat Carolina by, by seven points. Carolina Carolina had the ball on well, onside kick. They didn't recover the onside kick. But Carolina had the chance 
to tie Duke and didn't. Yeah, but but Carolina was beat Syracuse. He almost beat yeah, Carolina. Someone, Carolina, yeah. Carolina, Carolina we, we, we lost a lot. We, I mean, hell, we're the, hey, we're the second best team uh, a bunch of Saturdays. Yeah. I mean, but you were close. We were close a bunch of times. <laughs> but you know what? If we'd have won three, three or four of those games. Fedora may be back, but guess what? Oh, he He's not. He's not. He would definitely be there. Yeah. So, anyway, it all works out for the best. That's right. The best things happen to people who are patient. <laughs> all right, let's move on. Final AP regular season poll. Now, this is not the college football playoff poll. This is AP regular season poll. <laughs> Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame. Georgia jumps up to the four spot. Oklahoma, Ohio State leaps from like eight or nine all the way up to fifth. And Central Florida is moves to sixth. Okay, now Central Florida, this is not the college playoff, so this is not the official. That comes out Tuesday night at 7 or 8 mm-hmm. o'clock. UCF is under a – we'll see what UCF's got here shortly. They played Memphis on Saturday. Their best, their quarterback suffered a season-ending leg oh. injury. The yeah. Was it Milton kid or whatever, yeah, yeah, yeah. who was a stud. Uh, so we'll see what UCF's got. And I did hear – Today on the radio on ESPN, that um, the whoever's in charge of the bowl conference, I mean the college playoff thing, deal said that that would be factored in to to UCF and where they fell out in the um, with the quarterback not being yeah with their now, quarterback. Now they got an excuse not to put them in if they go twelve and zero. Yeah. See now they got an excuse. See I think excuse. we know Georgia's going to lose. Well, so more, that, that, more than likely that right. that opens up. So let me so so let me ask you this. So so you mentioned that Georgia beats Bama Saturday. I'm just saying that. Right. If does Bama still make the playoffs? Yes. 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 If it's close, if it's a, if it's a one or two point game, if somehow yeah. Georgia beat Alabama by twenty, then no. So Notre Dame's in. Because they're done. Yeah, they're done. They made it. Clemson, let's just go ahead and say they're in because they play Pittsburgh. Right. Yeah. Which Pittsburgh has two conference losses, one of those to Carolina. Yeah, Clemson's going to win by over three yeah, touchdowns. Just, yeah. Shit. Clemson's going to probably win by 30 points, dude. Yeah, they'll be Pittsburgh. in Charlotte with um, the whole – the whole stadium. The whole stadium will be, will be yeah. The whole stadium will be orange. It'll be like Death Valley. We were there yes. a month ago. Woo. Yeah, there'll be a billion Clemson Tiger tents. Um, so Georgia beats Bama. Georgia moves up to Clemson moves to one. Notre Dame, Georgia two or Notre Dame two. I think I think Georgia I think Notre, Dame, I think Notre Dame will get two. I it's still it's really irrelevant because two plays three. Right. Yeah. But and Bama drops a four. So basically. The best thing that Oklahoma or Ohio State can hope for is Bama to just blow out Georgia, and one of them will slide into. I think either one. Once once Bama beats Georgia, they're dumped. They're bumped out, and Oklahoma's in. You think Oklahoma, even though Ohio State had a really impressive victory, which I I hate them. Understand, I've gone on record and said I don't really give a crap if Urban Meyer won another college football game because I think he's a line person. I said something bad, line person. But anyway, so you think even though Ohio State taking it to I think the changed. khaki, the khaki wearing Jim Har- Harbaugh, that um, that Oklahoma will will stay stay atop of of Ohio State. I think it's all about these championship games. Okay, yeah. okay, that's cool. I, mean, I, don't, I don't see them leaping them. Okay, well let's. They win. Well, that's a great lead in. You looked at my notes. No SEC championship, Bama, Georgia. Who you got? Bama. Bama. Big Ten, Ohio State, Northwestern. Northwestern is, Northwestern is eight and four. What the hell? Yeah, Ohio yeah. State. Yeah, Ohio State. I hate to say that. Big Twelve, Texas, Oklahoma. Texas beat Oklahoma in the Red River shootout earlier this year. That's why they're going to lose 44. this time. Yeah, this time. So you think Oklahoma's Oklahoma gonna, rolls? Oklahoma rolls. That so, Kyler Murray is man. He's a stud. So over under for that game is a hundred. Yeah, that'd be probably right. Yeah, and <laughs> and then the ACC championship, Clemson, Pittsburgh. So. Clemson. So, by what y'all are saying, even though Oklahoma's going to win, the finals, what we're looking at, when all said and done after next Saturday, Bama, Clemson, Notre Dame, and then Oklahoma. Y'all I'm think? taking Oklahoma four. I just think there's a little bit of that bad press that's going to affect Ohio State. Just a I, tiny bit. Someone way. mentioned that. You you yeah. must have been listening to the same I thing I was listening too. to, that all the stuff that went on this summer, that that's going to come back and, and impact and Ohio it State. Should. As and well, it you should. damn right. You damn skippy it should. You're damn skippy as shit. All right, let's move on to the NFL. NFL, we're going to talk about thir- the Turkey Day games first. Turkey Day games. Bears 23, Detroit 16. Bears win, Detroit sucks, but they did beat the Panthers. Uh, let's see. Yeah. Cowboys 31, Redskins 23. All you fans, all you Cowboy haters, watch out. The boys are in first place. Weak NFC East. Yeah. 
Jason Garrett's going to save his damn job again. Yeah. Lincoln Riley will not be going to Dallas. I just I think Jason Garrett can still get fired this year. You think? Oh, yeah. All right. We'll see. Yeah. Saints 31, Falcons 17. Saints win another. I'm not sure they will lose again this year until they get the Super Bowl. And I'm not saying they're going to lose the Super Bowl, but I – They're on a roll. I mean, they're yeah. going to play the Rams if everybody if everything shakes out. Anyway, they're good. All right, 1 p.m. games. Seattle Panthers. Oh. Back and forth. Really good game. Gano, you choked the damn gin. Two weeks. Two weeks in a row, Gano, you know, he's living off the 63 yarder that he hit about, what, two months ago or a month and a half ago? I was ago. at that game, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I was there too, remember? Uh-huh. He's, he's going to be living off that last paycheck if he keeps missing them because he's yeah. not going to get another I still, one. I still think on that fourth down, Rivera, he's, he's a conservative coach. He's going for the tie because he knows they have enough time to get down the field and score a field goal. To me, I think you go for it if you're going for the win. And at home, you go for the win. Well, well, last week he, you know, went with the theory and that two-point conversion. I, I, want, I didn't want, I want him to kick it. I don't know. All I know is that supposedly Cam Newton's supposed to be the second coming of um, Fergie, Peyton Manor, whatever. Fergie and LeBron James. Right. And he hadn't, he hadn't shown me that he's the second coming. And, and that's the key. And, you know, their defense is pretty solid. they got great talent around him. And um, we've lost three in a row now. Yeah. Six yeah. and five on a team that's supposed to be a Super Bowl contender, yeah. and I think you got to look at the quarterback or the coaching. You take your pick. Well, I would, yeah, I would lean. I'm not sure who who I would lean towards. Um, I, I've always been a, a Cam supporter, but uh, I mean, he was four. Uh, granted, I know each game is played with two halves. He was 14 for 14 in the first half, and then, but he was not 14 for 14, obviously, in the second half. But anyway, let's not talk about it. I'm tired okay. of talking about it. 30-27. Yeah, this is my show. No, I'm just messing. Anyway, <laughs> Jags-Bills. The game was highlighted by Leonard Fournette and Shaq Lawson. Both get They got tossed out for fighting. Shaq Lawson is a former NC State graduate. I think he's a great NC State graduate. So Did he, he graduate? Well, he's a, he yeah. attended NC State. Okay. So he gets right. it honest. He's a fighter. Yeah. Uh, rookie Josh Allen and, and the Bills win this one, 24-21. Browns-Bengals, two words. Baker. Mayfield. <laughs> I think I think the story lies with the wide receiver giving the football to Hugh Jackson. Yeah, that's good. Well, let that he's he's probably going to be your stud. I'm sure. I'm, I'm assuming Baker Mayfield, 19 for 26, 258 yards, four TDs. Browns win 35-20. Golly. Pats Jets. One word. Jets. What? Pats win 27-13. J E T S Jets Jets Jets. They suck. <laughs> but it's a debate on whether they're the worst team in New York because the Giants and Eagles played and the Eagles won 25 to 22. The Eagles came the, the Giants came back. Uh, the Eagles came back and beat the Giants and uh, won 25 22. Sorry, AJ. The Giants it's confirmed. AJ, the Giants still suck. Does Eli retire this year? He should. He really should. He really, he should. really should. Or maybe he should go be the quarterback at the Jags because Bortles sucks. No, no, no. He he needs to retire. He does need to retire. He needs to go He's home. had a great career. And yes, I think it's... leave it now. Don't don't take another year and try to – no, go home. All right, 49ers and Bucks. Bucks finally found somebody they can beat. They beat the Niners 27-9. Raiders, Ravens. Lamar Jackson, 2-0 as a starter. They won 34-17. He only threw – he threw for 178 yards. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, but he rushed for seventy one. Yeah, but yeah. he but he's not gonna be a big time NFL quarterback. No, he's not. I don't believe that. I think he's a great to, to bring in and have, but uh uh-uh. Ain't gonna happen. So you're not a, you're not on the Lamar Jackson band. band I like league. it, but he's not gonna be an NFL quarterback. That's not the kind of quarterbacks that make it an NFL. I mean Heinz Ward is a prime example of a great college quarterback who had a great career. Right. Just and Lamar Jackson could do the same if he's used properly. Exactly. Late games, Arizona ten. Chargers, forty-five. Arizona, Arizona got out to a ten-nothing lead, and then it pissed the Chargers off, and they they started to play. Yeah, big country took care yeah. of business. Ooh, this one just in, and I know we got somebody sitting over there is kind of upset. He's being kind of he's being kind of quieter there. He's wearing an Antonio Brown jersey. Uh, Denver twenty-four, Pittsburgh seventeen. Oh my Ooh. gosh! Can you believe that? And the two fumbles they had. And the, the two fumble, fumbles they had. I mean, the fumble on the goal line, and that's a good question. You know, if you fumble going down the field anywhere else. And the ball goes out of bounds. You get to retain possession, but he gets all the way to the goal line, gets hit, and he fumbles outside the end zone. And you got to get the ball. It up. fumbles if it goes through the end zone, though. I know, but it's just a, it's an interesting concept if you think about it. Anywhere else, you get to keep the ball. <laughs> well, that's a good point, but that's called the NFL rules, and that's why they do it like that. Uh, last game of the night, or last game of the four o'clock game, Indianapolis. Andrew Luck. They've won six in a row now, 27-24 uh, over the Dolphins. How about Andrew Luck? 
coming back. Coming, coming back, back. back. Isn't that great? I love it. I mean, he's I, a great, great he's kid. Great, great kid. Everything. His yes. dad, you know, obviously from good, good loins, good, good, good genes with Oliver <laughs> Luck. Uh, athletic director at West Virginia, I think, at one time, and then yep. he, he's left there, and he's like the commissioner now of some uh, football league that Vince McMahon's trying trying oh. to start trying to start up. But yeah, um, Oliver Luck, uh, his dad, and yeah, and, Andrew Luck. Uh, I think, and that right there shows you coaching makes a difference. Frank Reich came in, former offensive coordinator at I'm not sure, I forget where, but anyway, comes in head coach, and uh, has really kind of taught. Andrew Luck, hey, man, you ain't got to make an awesome play every time you touch the ball. Sometimes an incomplete pass is okay. And you don't have to hold the ball forever either. So, anyway, yeah, I'm, I'm happy for Andrew Luck after yeah. just a horrible injury. Tonight, Green Bay versus Minnesota at Minnesota. Uh, some of us may potentially be going over to the Crosses. What's the name of their, their uh, man cave? The Garage Mahal. The Garage Mahal. In Northwoods, maybe potentially going over to the Garage Mahal to watch the Packers play Minnesota. Andrew, uh, I mean Aaron Rodgers, Packers, Minnesota. Who y'all got? Packer. Uh, the Vikings are favored by three and a half. Oh, I got AJ Hawk and the Daggone Packers. Who you got, Bobby? I mean, if Matt Cross is listening, I got to pick the Packers. But I just think the Packers have been on a struggle bus. Yeah. Well, Kirk Cousins. You think Kirk Cousins is worth eighty-four million guaranteed? No. Not when you're hurt. Not when you're healthy. Yeah, me either. And then tomorrow night, <laughs> tomorrow night, Tennessee, Houston. That'll be a pretty good game. Yeah. They've both, become, they both actually done better, and Houston's obviously done well. Yeah. So, all right, let's move on. Studs and duds of the week. Who are your studs and duds of the week? Bobby, you want to start? Your stud. I would have to say just college football in general. Just a great week, and you had the Texas – and if I had to pick one, I'd do Texas A&M and LSU to go to seven. God, seven yeah, we didn't even mention that. That's, seven. That's, that was just awesome. That was that's, incredible. That's the stud of the week for me. I mean, legitimately, that was a basketball store. That was that was the crazy. 72-74. That was crazy. Well, I'm a hometown boy. You know, uh, I, I got App State. They beat Troy, and uh, I think they won the championship there. They've done a great job. And to me, they, they've stepped up to the plate again. App so, State's so, the best, best football program and probably the best team in the state of North Carolina. And Carolina may have a damn coach here shortly. We might. We might. Oh, yeah. <laughs> My stud of the week is UNC Athletic Director Bubba Cunningham. Thank you, Bubba. Despite some sentiment to keep Larry Fedora as head coach, you, Bubba, had the guts to let him go. $12 million-plus buyout, which David Silken, Silkenet, who is a professor at UNC, promptly tweeted that that was more than the history department at UNC earned in a year. David, to you, I say, how much money is the history department generating in revenue for, for the school every year? Zero. Uh, I also want to thank Bubba because as a Rams Club member, I received a personal email this morning stating, uh, informing me of the decision to let Fedora go and then promptly telling me that my Rams Club dues would be increasing to help offset the buyout associated with Larry Fedora being fired. So thank you, Bubba. I appreciate that. When I see you at a basketball game here shortly, I will make sure I shake your hand. Who is your dud of the week, Bobby? I'm going to go to the Oklahoma defense. Do they have? I mean, how can you be a dud when you don't have a defense? I mean, how can you be? I, mean, <laughs> I guess that's I mean, a good shit, point. I mean, that's. I mean, how can you? I mean, I mean, they they fired their defensive coordinator to get better at defense, and they've given up more points because they fired that guy. And who is their defense coordinator now? A guy named Ruffin McNeil, former he, ECU coach. And he has ties to East Carolina, right? Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, that's what I thought. Just, just that's the dud. You fire somebody trying to make a decision. Oh, I have two. You can have two. Washington State chance to be in the final L- four. Late, laid an egg, man. Had it. God laid an egg. They should have won. Oh my god. Of course, it was. I mean, I know it was miserable weather on both sides, yeah. dude. But it was a, oh, they had to win. And the other one, Michigan, totally laid an egg. Oh, uh, they the totally laid an but, egg. But, but Washington State that. That was their chance. They were going to be the fourth. They were going. If they went out, they were going. Yeah. out, they'd have got the fourth plot. I agree with you. And who, hey, what better to hear Mike Leach talk for a month about? Oh my gosh, it would be the most entertaining. Oh, he's awesome. Mike he's Leach the is... best. He's the oh, best. Oh yeah, that would have been him awesome. on the show. Yeah. I can get him on the show if he'd have won. Oh, can you? Well, he's well not we on can get him he now. Lost. We can get him. Hey, he, he's, he's got a lot of free time now. You ready to come on the show now? No, he's going to probably be sent to the Blue Bonnet. Um, <laughs> He's I know um, he, he, I know <laughs> yeah. he might be in the barbecue bowl in Greenville, hasn't he? Yeah, well, yeah. Oh, Myrtle Beach is having a bowl. There we go. Yeah. My my dud of the week. This this might be historic. This is the first time this has ever happened. <laughs> my dud of the week is Bubba Cunningham. 
<clears throat> he was also my stud of the week, but he's also my dud of the week. <laughs> I'd like to render UNC. So follow my logic here. So if Carolina had beaten State yesterday, do you think that would have saved saved Fedora's job? No. Okay, I'm going to agree with you. I don't think beating State would have saved his job yesterday. Okay, so let's go one week earlier. We played Western Carolina of FCS school. Do you think save, beating Western Carolina saved Larry Fedora's job? No, absolutely not. Right. So let's go to the week prior. So why in the hell didn't Cunningham pull the trigger and fire him after we lost to Duke three weeks ago? And what I'm telling you is that puts us ahead of the curve. Not that Les Miles is the savior and that he's the answer at Carolina. But now we're in the mix with everybody else starting out, starting to look for coaches in the coaching hunt. If we'd have pulled the trigger, shit, if we'd have pulled the trigger on the bus coming back from Greenville when East Carolina beat us <laughs> and, and made his ass walk back to Chapel Hill after East Carolina beat us, we'd have been ahead of the curve three weeks, three weeks into it. We could have been formulating our list of potential candidates and starting – start throwing out the floaters out there to who we, we potentially wanted. But now we're in a mix. I mean, granted, okay, Big Big 12 football, ACC football. If somebody is offered the Texas Tech job or Carolina job, which job do you want? Now, I'm going to say Carolina because I'm a Carolina homer. Texas Tech has a lot more damn – I mean, football, Texas. Right. Yeah. I mean, we fire coaches literally within six hours of each other, and those two positions are open. Which job do you take? I take Texas Tech. Absolutely, yeah. that's what I'm saying. Bubba Cunningham, I, I dude, I'm glad that you, I, you you finally pulled the trigger. But you should have done this three weeks. I mean, ago. I look at ECU, right? ECU's in the same boat. They've not yet fired their coach, and they, yeah. hopefully they will. Yeah, but, but but look, let's look at it this way though. Cunningham knew this was a possibility, and if he wasn't already working on it behind the scenes with people looking out, calling Mac Brown, saying, "Hey, well, maybe, coach, yeah. interested. if he wasn't doing that, then he didn't do his job, and he is done the well, week. But I think he's Probably been well, looking underneath the table. What'll be a tell? What'll be a telltale sign is how long it takes us to hire the coach. Right. If it's if, fast. If, if we hire a coach in the next week, right? Then they were making movement behind. But if if this thing drags out, right? I just think too about the, the change during the year about help and revenue. Right. You know, like yeah. ECU, if they would have fired their coach during the year, how much more tenants would have been? I'm not so sure your coach is going to get fired, but No, I think he's going to get fired, well, but East let Carolina's me tell you this. East Carolina doesn't have to worry about because East Carolina is going to have to find someone who gets fired who's looking for a job or someone who's going to be underneath the, the radar that Carolina or you know Texas A&M doesn't want. Yeah. And I believe that. So I don't think ECU waiting matters as far as finding the coach they want. But you would concur with me about – the fire. I mean, now if, uh, unless something's working in the background, yeah. All if he right. wasn't doing that, then he he really is done of, right. of the season. All right. Before rapid fire, we've got a new section. We got a new section that we introduced us uh, a couple weeks ago called "Did you really tweet that?" So back before the NFL season started, a very well-known and very boisterous NFL player tweeted, "I think Josh Allen is trash. I don't care what nobody say, he's trash." And it's going to show, two. That's a stupid draft pick to me. We play them this year, and I'm excited as hell. I hope he is their starting quarterback. Jalen Ramsey, defensive back, Jacksonville Jaguars. Oh, yeah, Jalen. Josh Allen, the Bills beat you today. Allen, he only went eight for 19 with one TD, zero interceptions. He had um, – it was like 130-some yards, I think, passing. Not a – but he did rush for 99 yards and one TD. Jalen, be careful what you tweet because once it gets out there, it's out there, bud. Rapid fire. Here we go. Joe Gibbs, better football coach or race car team owner? Football coach. Race car. Chris Carter, better football player or loudmouth sports commentator that gets fired from sports networks every five to six years? Football. Football. Player. Announcer. Announcer. <laughs> true false. Chris Carter condemned. This is a true false question. True or false? Chris Carter once condemned, he was condemned by ESPN and the NFL and later not rehired by ESPN for comments that he made at the night at the 2004 NFL rookie symposium where he said every rookie should have a fall guy in your crew in case you get in trouble and you can put the blame on them. I said true. true Absolutely true. True or false? Get Warren Sapp backed him on that comment. False. <laughs> that award that citizenship award winning Warren Sapp, that is very true. Donovan McNabb, Hall of Fame NFL quarterback. 
gosh. Um, Isn't that that's a that's that, a that's a I, I wanted to ask you that question because that's just that's, I'm on the fence about that. Yeah, one. that's a, that's on the fence. I'd have to really look at that and see that that that's a I didn't tough look at his stats. one. Okay, since that's the rapid fire, yes or no? No. I'd say it's third, fourth ballot. If you okay. Which of which one of these should should have played in an NBA basketball instead of NFL football? They both they played college basketball and college football, but they went on to have really good NFL careers. Which one of these should have played college bas- I mean NBA basketball instead? Julius Peppers, Donovan McNabb, Antonio Gates, or Jimmy Graham? G- Jimmy Graham. Yeah, Jimmy Graham was a hell of a basketball player. He actually, got, he got beat all up too during in his career. So I think he's been a great basketball player. He went and got beat up. That's my opinion. That's who I to take. I think they're still all good at football. Charlie oh, Ward. They are. Yeah, Charlie yeah. Ward, baby. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes or no? Yes or no? Larry Fedora should still be the coach at UNC. <laughs> I, I think so, definitely. I'll keep him there for Yeah, so State can keep beating us. Okay, over and under. The over and under is eight days. Eight days is the over and under. Do you think Scotty Montgomery will be fired as ECU head football coach in eight days – Bef- less or more, more than or less than eight days. Over or under? Next Saturday. Monday, yes, he'll be fired. So, is that it? Is that more than eight days or less than less eight days? Less than eight days. Less than eight days. Okay. Less than eight, yeah. True or false? In addition to Mike Brown surfacing as a potential head coach for UNC, other names to surface include Dick Crum, Bill Dooley, Bo Schimbeckler, Woody Hayes, and Newt Rotten. <laughs> True, false. <laughs> True. <laughs> The all the Algeritol thing. I don't, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think Woody's alive, so I'm going to say false. <laughs> okay. True or false? If Mike Brown does become head coach, and he does bring in Gene Chizik, Chizik back as the defensive coordinator, Carolina is going to have to hire Cliff Kingsbury to lead the offense, so we can score 50 points a game to win. True false. 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 Yeah. Okay. 40. I would. 40. Okay. Would you rather have an up? Now, this is a uh, this is a serious question. Would you rather have an up and coming head coach from a quote small school, or a coordinator from a power five school? I like the up and coming coach. Like that worked the, good for us with with Fedora Southern Miss. I like, a, I like the coordinator. Well, I like a coordinator too because he's built. He's in a in a program, in a tradition a of winning. Yeah. yeah, but he's not. He's not had head coaching experience, and you don't know what you're getting. There's a lot of great coaches. So let me ask you this. So, so prime example there, assistant coach at a big power. Yeah, yeah, Duke. Yeah, at a power. Yeah, you just blew your theory. So let's let's think about that. Okay, Kirby Smart, he's done pretty good. Yeah. Never had a head coach job. The guy Jeremy, uh, the other guy that left from Alabama that went to uh, Jeremy. Where where was his name? He's gone to. Uh, what school did he go to? But he was an offensive coordinator at Alabama, wasn't he? Or he was at Alabama. He's went to an SEC school. Right. They're they're struggling a little bit right now. But Lincoln Riley. Well, that he came from East Carolina, right? No, but he's no. He was a, he was offensive coordinator. He was offensive coordinator at Oklahoma. Oklahoma. That's right. I just think it. If you're in a culture of winning, granted, you've never been a head coach, like you said. But some of these head coaches, when they're when they take over and become head coaches, they they. Like keep calling the, they like they keep calling the offensive plays. I mean they, they they keep their dual role. I don't know. That's a, I mean that's a a great debate question. Yeah, I mean it's a matter of who you get to. I mean you look, yeah. you look at Scott. I, I look at him and everybody. Now I know that everybody at first thought he might be the one that they did a great job at Duke. He comes over to East Carolina and it's over his head. Yeah. That was just over his head. Yeah. But but you're right. I mean you, then you get someone else who can handle yeah. it. That's a that's a thought provoking question. Yeah. That's like the question I asked asked two weeks ago. Would you rather have a good quarterback on a bad team or a bad quarterback on a good team? Like I said, I'd rather have a bad quarterback on a good team. I'd rather have a good quarterback on a good team. All right. I'd rather have Alabama Nick Saban. <laughs> Illinois' athletic department on drugs or does Lovey have a goat pitcher? <laughs> I'd hope the goat pitcher. I would yeah. assume the goat pitcher. Yeah. True or false? With six degrees of separation theory that exists, since UNC beat Pittsburgh during the regular season, does that mean that the Carolina should actually be representing the Coastal Division in the ACC championship game? I think it's not going to matter. Okay, me either. What's more shocking, Ohio State blowing out Michigan or NC State needing overtime to defeat a two-win team? I really think it's um, Michigan getting blown out because they have a great defense. It's the most points they've ever given up, I think, in the history of the program. It is. The yeah, Michigan game. We always play – NC always plays down in the competition, too. Right, right. So, okay. I, I would – What's more shocking, Ohio State blowing out Michigan or 
Wake Forest destroying Duke. Oh, I still think it's Michigan. I think the Michigan Ohio State game. Jim, of course, Jim Harbaugh's never beaten Urban Meyer. Right. He's not been Ohio State since he's been there. All right. Last rapid fire question. What's more shocking, Ohio State blowing out Michigan or Gonzaga defeating Coach Rat's McDuke Blue Devils and their 34 McDonald's All-Americans, which includes the Albert Einstein of stats and the Robert Boucher Jr., a.k.a. Bobby Boucher, winner of the Amateur Hydrationist of the Year Award. Which one? Which is more shocking? I think Michigan getting blown out by Ohio State is the most shocking thing this weekend. I think Duke losing to Gonzaga is pretty – Gonzaga was ranked number three or something, weren't they? Yeah, but and, and the way the, but the, Duke losing to me. I really don't care. I just had to figure out a way to wrap in there that Duke got their ass kicked this week in basketball. So, with that said, that's the end of the show, and I got it in there. Thanks, guys. Have a great night.